This is a Rooster Teeth production. Felicitations to all you fire snakes. Slither on into the stinky dragon. Take a taste of our latest tonic. Never hurts to ask. It's a mixture of Rattler Roast Coffee, Cinder Mont Sticks, Ember Boa Berries, and a bite of lemon. One sip of the serpentine sauce is enough to satiate your inner salamander. Previously, our adventurers proceeded into the Pyramid of Antique, participated in precarious and perilous ploys and traps. But they finally found Pharaoh Hadi and his lectors mid-ritual summoning us phoenix. Can the party stop the summoning in time, or will they fail in a fiery fallout? Grab a guzzler, let's get back to this gassy goss. <laughs> Josh, are you okay today? I got a nosebleed. Oh, you got a nosebleed, so you have a little piece of ta- the tissue paper in your nose. You also, that sounded so soft, like you're on the verge of tears. Are you, do we need to stop down? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm trying to avoid swallowing too much blood. I feel like that's appropriate for this campaign, yeah. too. Do you want me to get you a tampon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I improvised one here. Hello, everyone. My name is Gustavo Sarola. I'm the dungeon master of our putrid party. I'm going to hit our four players with an arrow. Oh! This week's role-playing war-up question is... Who is your character's personal hero? Besides me, obviously. Oh, that was going to be my yeah, answer. You know, uh, Start all of us. Ah, no free inspiration dice here. <laughs> I can take this one first. Okay. Hey there, Chip Payne, played by Blaine Gibson, and I'm a tiefling rogue. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Because uh, you looked at your phone to remember what your character was. And my hero, it's Mike Haney. It's my papa. Oh, that's sweet. And even though... I was afraid of him for the first, oh, 13, 14 years of my life. And we don't align politically. And <laughs> I have very vivid memories of him screaming right in my face on the, the sporting fields. All right. Now who's Chips? Yeah. <laughs> I still love my papa. What's going on with Mike Haney these days? He went into retirement and then he got out of retirement and he's coaching the, the ball again. He just can't get off the field. So going into retirement and coming out of retirement runs into the family then. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm actually telling partly stories of my dad. He, he retired from football and he's like, I miss football. And now he's back in football. <laughs> well, it's good to know. A little, a little bit of uh, Chip Haney lore there. A little my bit pop, of pop. Blaine Gibson lore as well mixed in there. I can go next. I'm Chris Damaris and I play Barney Farney, the human cleric. And uh, my personal hero is, is also like Chip's. Uh, it's not his dad. It's my dad. Oh, <laughs> is your papa still alive? No. Oh, no. But he, he, he always kept me and my family safe and he was brave. So he's my hero. Wow. All right. Who's next? I will go next. For Elga, her personal hero is the one and only Elga. Yes, Elga is her own personal hero. Oh. Uh, she is brave. She is strong. She needs no man. But secondary hero would be Dracula. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we did see a little bit of that earlier in the campaign. I need no man, but this but one man. If there was one. And I guess my father somewhere on the list. Who knows? <laughs> Since Elga is Elga's hero, is Elga named after another Elga? That's a good question. I don't know. Okay. I'm Barbara Dunkelman. I voice Elga von Brath, the uh, half-elf female barbarian vampire. Oh, I didn't realize you're half-elf. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Elga didn't really uh, get to, you know, be around her mother very much before her mother left her. Mm. So maybe her mother named her after 
someone else. Interesting. Elga lore. Elga is oh. actually the first Elga ever. Ever. In this world. This world and our own human yeah. history. Yeah. No one named Elga. Kids Till now. listening. She's the first. She's the first. What about Matid? Bonjour. I'm John Reisinger. I play Mati Confucius, who's an Eric Cochran ghost monk. Matit has never really subscribed to the idea of idolizing other people or okay. having an hero. It seems unnecessary. Just better yourself as much as possible and focus on that. With no, like, figure to aspire to? Just personal improvement for the yes, sake of personal yes, improvement. That should, be, that should be motivation enough in life. Uh, you do not need to compare yourself to other people. You do not need to put other people on a pedestal. It, it is unnecessary. You what? know, Matit, if you're looking for a hero, uh, Elga's available. <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will keep you in mind. Thank Is Elga going to start a cult? Are we doing a cult? Start. <laughs> Elga does strike me as like someone who'd fit in uh, in Cult of the Lamb at oh, like the yeah. head of it. All right. You all step through the curtains and immediately feel a wave of sweltering heat sweep over you. You climb flight after flight of stairs, your palms and foreheads sweating with every step. Finally, you reach the last step and enter an extensive throne room of sandstone tiles that could easily be a few hundred feet long. Ornately carved alcoves of varying sizes line the sides of this candlelit corridor, flickering with fire and pulsing with veins of light. You look up and realize you're in the top of the pyramid, and the peak is a triangle of glass revealing a starry sky streaking by in a blur. Cool. You hear chanting, Rahat al-Yami, Rahat al-Yami. Way at the far end of the room, you see four people chanting in unison each of them swathed in resplendent wrappings and wearing masks resembling felines. Next to each masked figure is a mirror angled toward the throne, and the whole dais is glowing like a fiery forge, backdropped by a trifold of vanity mirrors and mounds of gold. Lazily sitting atop the throne is a skinless gray physique of brawny sinew wearing a golden headdress and a splintered smile of jagged teeth across his face. <gasps> a fifth feline-faced figure steps out from the shadows dragging a bounding gag mug. We have recaptured the infidel falsely claiming to be queen. Shall we dispose of this idolatress? The gray pharaoh rises from his throne and inspects the mummy closely, her hair hissing at his headdress. Hmm, she's clearly a bad copper piece, always turning up. <laughs> no, she can stay, Mishnomer. She can bear witness to the glorious festivities. Hmm, a beam of sunlight streams in through the glass ceiling, strikes one of the angled mirrors below. The light reflects toward the throne, which illuminates even brighter. Well done, my lectors. But let's pick up the pace, shall we? Copy that diem. Pulls up a glowing book. After all, it's not every day you meet a phoenix. <laughs> Just for everybody, if they went into my mind space, I'm imagining that Iron Maiden album cover. I think it's called <laughs> Power Slave. And it's all like Egyptian themes. I was just imagining we were inside the Luxor Pyramid from Las Vegas. <laughs> Chris was imagining we were at the Cabela's in uh, Arkansas or wherever. It's Tennessee. Tennessee. Bass Tennessee. Tennessee. Bass Pro Shop. So sorry. And I was imagining exactly as you described it. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I believe that is in Memphis, Tennessee, if I remember oh. correctly. Yeah. So it, Pharaoh Hadi. Yeah. And a Phoenix. Is he referring to himself or? the mummy. Or something that's going to get summoned. Like, it's not every day you get to meet a sphoenix. I think that's what they might be summoning. Or did he mispronounce sphincter? And he's got some bowel <laughs> problems. Who's to say? <laughs> this guy's got no skin like what's his face, but Eddie. he's not what's his face. Right. He's skinless gray. 
Yeah, you said like uh, you didn't describe anything green, but I heard jagged teeth and no skin. So it seems very familiar, doesn't okay. it? Okay, okay. Uh oh, uh oh. John picked up on something. <laughs> I think Eddie is Pharaoh Hadi. There it is. Also, Iron Maiden's like mascot oh guy God. is named Eddie. <laughs> Micah, have you been listening to Iron Maiden? Oh, yeah. yeah. Micah's a big Iron Maiden Can fan. Can we do like some type of check to see if we recognize him? I want to perceive if I recognize him. You want to perceive? Let's roll a round of intelligence checks. Oh, great. The party to do it. My speciality. That's a two for Barney. <laughs> That's a two for Chip. Critical fail. 14. I did a seven. Yes, Elka and Matid, uh, you do recognize this as being Eddie. Darn and, tootin' uh, I do. And new trappings, new clothing. Barney and Chip, you have to struggle to focus to remember to breathe. So <laughs> and not swallowing your tongue, which are apparently are very important things for you. Uh, Iron Maiden. To remember. You ever done that thing where you start like recognizing your breathing and you're controlling your breathing and it's hard to transition back to yeah. autonomic breathing? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. do that the rest of the day. <laughs> I hate you. There goes the comedy because I'm going to be thinking about in out. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, for funsies, let's everyone go ahead and roll initiative just so we can get everything Are you sure? in like, We can't order. be like, we'll be right back. Go take a little nap ski. Yeah. I think that all the time. I think that all the time. <laughs> because we're old. Eight. Ten. Eight. Five. Wow. What's your dexterity? It's an oh. issue. It elve off. My dex is 17. What's yours? Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I always, man, my initiative rolls are bad. So I have a 15. So then you would go first. I feel like I'm the only one in this whole group that doesn't mind getting on a low initiative. I'm just like, oh, wait. Well, actually, it's most beneficial for our party for you to actually go first. Probably, yeah. Because you are our tank. I would say for her to go second, for me to go first, because I have an ability that if no one else is attacked, then I have like, I think I crit. So no one else on the team or no one else in the battle? Battle. If they haven't, like, initiated combat or whatever, then I, I could, like... I like to go first because I have, like, buffs and stuff I can do. Yeah. To get, like, before everyone else. I'm just nervous because I'm out of rages. I'm out of hellish rebukes. Barney, you had a 10. Matid and Chip both with 8. Matid going first and then Elga with a 5. La la la. La 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 la. So, like I said, there's this long passageway. It's maybe a couple hundred feet long. You're at the southern end and uh, you've just entered it. And uh, you see all these alcoves along the way leading up to and at the far end is where the dais is with the mirrors focusing yeah. the light and the lectors chanting at the far end, along with Pharaoh Hadi and Mishnomer and the bound mummy. So Pharaoh Eddie is at the end of the whole way. Correct. At the far end, the on far top end, of the dais. And between me and him are these individuals who are chanting. So one of the people's mirror got hit by light from the top and is pointing to Eddie. Correct. Maybe not Hadi specifically, but like the dais in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that direction of Correct. the room. Correct, yes. Okay. I also, I hate to point this out, but I think a few of us are poisoned still. No, I... I, I cured... Yeah. Okay, him. well, I'm still poisoned. Oh. That means I have disadvantage on all my attack and ability checks. I'll tell you what, the way that that poison works, make me a constitution saving throw, Elka. Okay. Also, sorry to interrupt you, John. No, you're being such a good little student. It got it got awkward, Barbara. So 13? Yeah. By this time, your body has processed it and it has run its course. So it has faded. <sighs> cool. Tiny Thank child you. metabolism. You could eat three buckets of ice cream. Yeah. That's how kids work. They, 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 they process poison faster than adults. <laughs> <laughs> metabolism. <laughs> what side of the room is the light? hitting the one mirror. It's all coming in from the 
Okay, oh. which mirror? Which mirror? Oh, you see, we should shroud ourselves in the darkness. Or break now, the mirrors. Now you're talking my language. Because <laughs> we all we all have night vision. We all have dark vision. dark vision. So they're laid out kind of like in a square. I'm going to refer to them by cardinal directions. The one that's illuminated currently is the one in the southeast. So it's the one closest to you okay. to the right. I want to go southwest. Okay. So you start making your way up in that direction. Yeah. How far? From where you are. I know we rolled initiative, but I'm kind of being a little loose here because they haven't noticed you yet. Oh, if they haven't noticed us, then maybe if only Elga had a missing ball. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm happy to whip it out anytime. Wait, didn't that we already do that with Eddie? Yeah. The missing ball. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm in this and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. The mirrors are slightly over halfway up the hall. Okay. What's the distance on that? Could I make it to the person in 35 feet? 35? No, but you your flying speed is faster, right? Isn't your flying speed like 60? Flying speed is I think 50. If you double move that, I'd say you'd be able to make it. How tall is the room? The How ceiling. How tall is it? Is pretty tall. I'd say 30 feet. Okay. If I were to fly the my max distance but go up a bit, would I theoretically be shrouded in darkness still? Are you going to make me do trigonometry? <gasps> uh, not, no, not distance. I just meant uh, like, is it dark enough? And like, would you, in your... I uh, uh, Also, don't pretend you'd be sad about it. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, darn. Oh, you have a nosebleed. Steer them while you're <laughs> I'm tattooed on you somewhere. You have peak nerd vibe right now, my dude. Uh, you're right, love right. Me. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it's still kind of pre-dawnish. You do still see stars, so you, there would be some... Uh, obscuration for um, okay. time. I'm going to do that. I have a question real quick. Before any of us start acting, no one has seen this. Can we have a huddle as a group before? Sure. This is your time to huddle and I'll give you all one move or one action each. For example, what John okay. wants to do and then we can proceed. Okay. Barney, you seem like you got a plan. I can make a cat noise. And 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 and, and, and distract the disappointment him. Disappointment in <laughs> I, 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 I watched it. I watched his face melt from hope. I put my head in my hands when he said that. They, they, they like cats. I can make a cat noise and it'll distract. That Elga was like, has already left the group huddle. Yeah, that was like you know everyone's always like at the wedding they're watching the bride. I watched the groom and the groom was not happy. <laughs> well, okay. So based on your hovering there, Matid, I can tell you that you want to fly, but. If you drop me on somebody, I could get the bounce on them. We could do a little stab, stab. And then Elga, you also have some abilities that you could whip out early on too. So like maybe if we get them by surprise, we could really tip the, you know, scales in our favor. Normally I, I, I like to work by myself, but I love the idea of dropping you on someone. That's, oh yeah. That's, that's, Apparently that sounds, so do my parents. That oh. sounds like a, a win-win. Yeah. No matter what happens. I love win-win. Wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mateeb picks up Chip, and you said if I double go, I could get right above one of the prophets. What yeah. are they called? Lectors. Do you want to like bless this mess before we go, Barney? Is there any, <laughs> any spells you can do? Uh, before you get too deep into this, I also want to clarify something. I, I don't know if we've used this in the past, so I just want to make sure, Blaine, you understand this uh, ability that Chip has. If you want, as a bonus action, you can hide. And if you make a successful stealth roll, you're hidden until your next turn and you get advantage on your next attack and disadvantage on any attacks made against you. So he could do that and then I could fly with him. Right. And if you have advantage on an attack, that's what opens you up for sneak attack bonus damage, but that's also a bonus action, just FYI. Well, it seems like we're kind of going out of order of initiative if we do this, like people would have to, I don't know. Elga, you haven't been, you you got any ideas? Any ball? I will smash. (laughs) Okay. 
Should we break the mirrors? Hey, I only say that because Elga's pretty much out of any special abilities. Can't rage, can't become a beast, gotcha. can't use her hunter's mark. Nice. She's got Cone of Cold. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's good. Cone of Cold is a really <laughs> good one. Good. If we stay far enough away. Yeah. Yeah, Mati picks up Chip. So I hide. I'm in stealth mode. How do you do that? And then I pick you up. What do you do? Uh, it becomes a ball. <laughs> what do you do? Come a big ball of purple skin. Just whisper, hi. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would just make a stealth check. Plus, plus six. It's got to be ten. Okay. Does everyone know what they're doing? Everyone's ready to, to get into this? Yeah. I guess so. Okay. All right. And break. I uh, Amazon deliver chip over the elector. That's what I do. So okay. I'm holding him up there. Gotcha. But I've double, I've double, I've dashed. So that's my action. Okay. I'm gonna make a perception check to see if they realize that you're there. I'm gonna do it at disadvantage because you are staying in the shadows. Yeah, you are. Five. Okay. The enemies do not notice you taking flight, carrying a. Uh, a tucked up Chip Haney. I'm very, it's very <laughs> silent. You know, like how owls like just have that special feather that yeah. they don't make noise. Mm-hmm. So then in that case, Barney, you would be the one acting first here. Okay. Well, and they've not seen us yet. Correct. Not as far as you can tell. That means they've seen us. <laughs> if I do my twilight sanctuary divinity, it creates a sphere of twilight around me. Would that alert them? Would they see that? Would they see the light change? It would do dim light centered around the 30 feet, but I don't know if it's bright enough where that would make a difference or... Normally, I would say this is something they would notice, but Twilight's a lot like dawn, isn't it? And we're at dawn, so the lighting would be similar. Yeah. So I would say it wouldn't stand out too much. I'm going to say it would probably be a safe bet. The illumination would be similar to what you're already experiencing. Personally, I think I'd take note if Robert Pattinson was in the room with me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Get out. Ooh. That should be your hero. Oh, God. <laughs> no, he gives us a bad rep. Oh. I mean, them a bad rep. <laughs> <laughs> Saved it. So I, I guess I'll do that. So anyone who ends their turn within 30 feet of me gets bonus HP. So y'all know. Okay. We're not that. We're farther away I right know now. y'all are. Oh, yeah. Shots. But if it comes up in the future. So I'll do that and be sneaky. Barney sneaky. <laughs> Barney, not sneaky. And then, ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. yeah. So they're up high above which side? I believe southwest? John said the southwest. Yeah, the southwest. And the light is currently on the southeast. Correct. How, it's how far? Like thirty feet away? No, it's probably if I had to take a stab at it, I'd say a hundred feet or so. Well, that's pretty far. Yeah, that's why I, ha- I had to dash. I will take a stab at. It. Also, is it possible at this point that you'd be able to drop me behind like the throne? No, we're still far away. We are only at the first lectern, and Eddie is even further away. You all are just over halfway to the dais. So it would probably be another, let's call it 75, 80 feet or so. Wow. Okay. It's a big room. I also like considering how Eddie like killed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to 1v1 this guy. I'm also <laughs> nervous about this phoenix. That yeah, that's what I mean. To, uh... like, like, if, to, like, if like Blaine's like, drop me behind and I'll assassinate Eddie. It's like, that's how Chip dies again. <laughs> <laughs> Reconsidering this fine. Those are my favorite episodes. Yeah, yeah. There's so many to choose from. Chip dies in the end. <laughs> I'm going Put to down, Put me down. <laughs> I guess head towards the West side, the opposite one they went to, I guess. That's the east side of the opposite. Sorry. Yeah, they're heading the to the west. I'm looking. Does that sound good to you? <laughs> you do you. You do you. You can't talk to them. They uh, flew away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can talk to me. Should I go to the... Yeah, sure. Okay. 
<laughs> Elga, you can always trust her for a yes and. So I'm going to head that way, and I can move 40 feet with my walking stick. I was going to joke that you were going to hobble over there, but look at you. She all of a sudden pops out wheelies. <laughs> was uh, the Twilight thing a bonus action or an action? That was my action. Oh, okay, so you can't dash. Yeah. yeah, I still have a bonus action I could use. You can make a cat meow. But I could do it without alerting anyone. Well, are you just moving before you started thinking about your bonus action? I was going to ask you to make a stealth check for me. Okay. As you clang around Disadvantage. going up there. Yeah, and with you said you were going to the east? That is what he said, yeah. And we came in from the, from the south? south. Uh, nine? Okay. Do they hear me? Does anyone, do I see anyone turn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, who, who do I see turn? You see the two lectors by the southern mirrors turn and look in your direction. So one of the ones that I'm walking towards? Yes. And how far away is that one? You moved 40, so we'll say it's probably another 55, 60 feet away. Okay, cool. <sighs> then I want to use my bonus action to do spiritual weapon, and it's going to make turn into a fist. Okay. No! It turns into a cat! You know that classic D&D weapon, cat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you, do you mean like a cat's head or a cat's you paw? You create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for duration. I guess what I'm asking is, is it going to be a cat bite attack or a cat claw attack? Can I make just like make it look like a full cat that will then swipe? I think the idea is that this it should be like a an illusion. weapon. Yeah. Like I think it's a weapon. In, yeah. In the, in the spirit of the spell, it should just be like a paw then that swipes or a cat mouth that bites. And it's I not think, and I think full... even you saying that is being nice, Gus. I think I'm being very <laughs> nice here. the weapon could take whatever form I choose. Right, but it's supposed so, to, you're supposed to choose yeah. a weapon from the weapons table. If you're going to oh, okay. start rules lawyering me, I'm going to bust out the weapons table. I know, I was uh, trying to, I was trying to clue him to not push further, <laughs> okay. and he can still pushed further. Can I do cat head? Sure, I'm going to do cat mouth. It's not an illusion. Well, I was going to make a headbutt. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because a headbutt is not a cat attack. Okay, all right. Then, then a, yeah, I guess a I'm cat. I'm going to kill these guys, my God. <laughs> these guys? <laughs> I'll do a cat claw. Okay, a cat paw up here. And then the mirror that's it's hitting, can it, like, punch them? Like, oh, hit so the it's going to attack the mirror, not the, the mirror. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to open this up for you all's input on this. Baldur's Gate 3 came out the other day. This is not, this is not an <laughs> ad for Baldur's Gate 3. But playing the game made me think about the way spiritual weapon works and the way we've been using it, because I've been using it a lot in that game. In the game, which is a D&D game for people who don't know if you cast spiritual weapon in the game it rolls its own initiative acts on its own initiative and can be the target of attacks like enemies can attack your spiritual weapon what hp does it have i don't remember off the top of my head i'm sure i can read and find out so do we want to use spiritual weapon and have it roll its own initiative or do we want to have it continuing the way we've done in the past it would act on the caster's turn so in this case it would act on barney's turn we yeah. did that with like familiars and stuff i think that's easier to go the with. way this works is i move it and stuff as a bonus action every time so okay. I can it acts using my bonus action. Okay. So I would just imagine that it, it, it would not have its own. It okay. would have I would have to because it, it can't do anything unless I use my bonus gotcha. action. That being said, Baldur's Gate 3, please sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Okay, so we'll continue having it act on the caster's turn, but I may target it in the future because okay. uh, I, I like I like that mechanic. Okay, I don't know, it doesn't have health listed or anything like that. I'll look it up, don't worry about okay. it. Okay. And then yeah, I want to attack the mirror. And on a hit, the target takes force damage equal to 1d8 plus my spellcasting modifier. So that's a nine. Did it hit the mirror? No. 
I mean, I, so a nine is not enough to overcome the armor class. So in this case, the mirror's not moving. I would say the spiritual weapon hits the mirror, but does not hit it hard enough to cause enough damage. Like the, it hits it and then glances off. Mm. It does not appear to cause any damage. Could we see if it actually like hit it or if there's not like a force field or something around it or anything like that? No, it just seems like it was a weak attack by the spiritual weapon. Okay, shoot. Well, then that's what I got. And I'm, I'm going to yell, meow. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> Make done. a performance roll. Okay. <laughs> I knew that would come into play at some point. 12. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he tries to sell it. <laughs> pretty 12. Pretty good. <laughs> you all think there might be a, an injured cat somewhere in the in the room with you. I, you, are, you are being cruel to Matid's intelligence if you think that's what Matid thinks right now. And I guess since I'll end my turn, I'll, I'll do the Twilight Sanctuary to get the bonus HP, which is 1d6 plus 3. Okay. That's 7 total. The lector by the southwest mirror. Oh, that's the one under you guys. It seems to have turned and is looking in Barney's direction. This mirror is not illuminated. This lector has turned and looked, but is still continuing the chant. Like almost like the lector is aware that there's someone there and is preparing, but is still focused on the chant and whatever this ritual is that is occurring here in front of you guys. After that one is the lector at the southeast, which is where Barney's heading. And it's kind of the same thing. This lector has turned and looked in Barney's direction, but it's continuing to chant. And oh, this one, this Amir is illuminated, but it is continuing to chant. And the chant is Rahat Al Yami, right? You're going to make me look it up, aren't you? Rahat Al Yami? Oh, look at you. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So they're saying yummy. It's whatever this is, is some sort of delicious. Yummy. 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 <laughs> that being said, it is Mishnomer's turn who is up by the dais and has been clued in that there may be something going on because the lectors are distracted. So Mishnomer is going to start moving down to the south in the direction of the mirrors. There's not enough movement to get all the way there, but it started moving. It's kind of pretty close to you guys, within 30 feet at this point. I love <laughs> The room is so big that it's like getting in the way of like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Five turns later. <laughs> yeah, five turns later. <laughs> Which means it is now Matid's turn. Then after Matid is Chip. I actually want to defer my turn and drop Chip. So you're going to drop Chip and then hold your action. Yeah. Do you know when or just in general? Well, that means that it. they go after Chip? That means I go when I want to defer my action. I'll go, who, wait, who's next initiative order? Chip. I'll go after Chip. I do want to say I have this thing called the Robe of Serpents, and it on a bonus action, I get to drop a giant poisonous snake. So we could just airdrop seven serpents. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So you don't want me to drop you. Well, you made a good point about me getting my butt handed to me by the uh, Eddie there. <laughs> so Chip wants to like take a stab at like long range fighting as a rogue. Yeah, fully long range the... serpent dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> serpent drops. Just real fast, just to backtrack, you would be using your reaction. That's what your hold action is. So then it's like you aren't changing your initiative order. You're just going to wait and use a reaction at some future point. Yeah. Do you want me to hold on to you or drop you? I would say drop me on one of the mirror people that's like f the furthest from like from Eddie and that's the others. That's this one. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. Okay. Then, I, then I, I drop. Okay. So Matid drops Chip over the mirror that's in the southwest corner. We oui. Chip. Okay, so I have I have the assassinate thing, which is you have advantage on attack rolls rolled against any creature that you haven't taken turn in combat. For yet. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me a dexterity check. You just fell 30 feet. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> but I'm, you know, like, I'm a rogue. I'm, I'm light on my feet. Dexterity? <laughs> yeah, dexterity. Light on your feet. Too bad you got a cat like Barney. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on, Chip. Nine. <laughs> Don't you have advantage on that or anything since you're a rogue? He's not a very dexterous rogue. I don't know that Surprisingly. I do. All right. You drop to the ground. Couldn't I land on him, though? Doesn't that give me any sort of cushion? Oh, try to land on him? Yeah. Mm, Matit, you make me a dexterity check as well to see if you drop him at the crypt. Sure, like sure. accuracy check? Right. Matit's got, like, one of their eyes closed, just trying <laughs> to look down and see, like, how doing math in their head. Trigonometry. Doing, doing bird math. 17. Okay, yeah, so you drop Chip pretty accurately. Don't worry, I got the good dex checks. <laughs> thanks, thanks, bud. Chip does not stick the landing, but he does fall in a heap on top of the lector there. In a heap. Mateen yeah. uh, notes this and goes, that was fun. We should do that again. <laughs> Elgar just going, uppies, uppies. Chip only takes one point of damage from the fall. Okay, that's, that's not bad. Did the bad guy take any damage? Uh, yes, but I'm waiting to see oh. how Chip resolves So this. I have Assassinate, which is you have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet, and any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. So I would say this creature has taken a turn yeah, in combat. Yeah, Well, gee. But you still would get sneak damage. I have the sneak attack, which is once per turn. You can deal an extra 2d6 damage to one creature that you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have advantage on the attack roll. Assuming I have advantage, uh, you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within the five feet of the... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you do have advantage because you were hidden. Okay. And they were unaware of you. So roll for uh, attack with advantage. Yeah, so I'm going to use my arm blade. It's the real Assassin's Creed style. 22. Yeah, that actually easily hits. Okay. Okay, and then I rolled, oh my god, four points of damage, but I also have... 2d6. Uh, give me two sixes. Come on. Come on. Two sixes. Two sixes. Ooh. Boxcars. Six. Six. Oh, you got one boxcar. So <laughs> ten. Ten. Let's figure out how much damage a falling teething causes. I didn't say this. Matita actually tried to drop him head first, so the horns would go in first. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Brilliant strategy. Yeah. Eight yeah. points of chip damage. So 18 total. That's a good attack. Oh. Oops, slash sorry fall. about that, pal. Yeah, which actually causes the lector to silently slump to the ground. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, while I'm at it, I believe... Okay, I saw the bonus action, right? Yeah, all you've done is you got dropped, which was not your action, and you performed your attack. Okay. So you still technically have move and bonus. Then, okay, well, do I even need to use cunning action for dash, disengage, or hide? Like, can I just hide with my movement, or is that, like... No, hide would be an action. However, since you are a rogue, you can use your bonus action to hide. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hide. Okay. Sneaky, sneaky. Go ahead and make me a <laughs> stealth roll. Just automatically went it's into the, hide. It's the roll that you should be good at. You keep, like, recoiling at stealth checks. Oh, my God. Yes. I just <laughs> disappear. I like how you're like, oh no. It's like, that's your highest. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, he has plus six. 26. You should be excited every time you get to do a self check. Yeah. Okay, is that it for Chip? Yeah. I have an item, but it's it's this robe thing, but I think I ha it requires a bonus action. Are you going to move anywhere or are you happy there? I mean, maybe I'll make my way to another lector. Is that possible for me to stealthily move to another? You still had a move yeah. action. And now yeah. you are hidden. Well, I guess I'm not moving anywhere. No, no, I'm saying you're hidden so you can move. Yeah, oh, 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 yeah I'm well, saying you I want to move into by one of the other lecterns. So there's one to your north that is not yet illuminated, one to your east, which is the one that is illuminated, and then the one that's furthest from you is the, the one diagonal from you, which is northeast and not illuminated. I'll go east to the one that's illuminated currently. Okay. See if I can just, like, stop whatever they're even trying to start. What's your move, like 30? It is 30. You reach it. It takes all of your move, but you get over there. Light on my feet. Got a little tippy toes. Is he within my twilight zone? I think you're still, like, 60 feet yeah, away. Yeah, you were still further Love away. Love that TV show. Also a good, a good, uh, good uh, song. 
Golden Earring. Look him up. Okay. Um, <laughs> let, let Barbara go. No, I think it's your turn. Well, you can go if you want. It's one of the lector's turns right now. Because Matid said they were going to go after Chip. Oh, if you go after Chip, yeah, you can go Yeah. For it. The one north of me? How far? 30. I can do that. Because you were right over the one that you dropped Chip on, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about 30. We got to name this move that we do here. If you airdropping me into stuff. The Chip Bomb? We're just going. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay, Matid would go and swoop down and do a unarmed strike on the... <laughs> That's a seagull. Seagull, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to attack this uh, the, the lectern just north of me who's next to the mirror that has also not been illuminated. And you're a seagull at the beach and someone on the beach is eating a delicious hot dog. Yeah. And you go down to swipe it. Dude, I had a, I had a seagull swipe for fries in my hand once, miss and like peck my hand. They Oof. are brave. It hurts. Terrifying. Yeah, I'm going to go in and do that. Yeah, go for it. And so I get to do, uh, if I do an unarmed strike and if I do flurry of blows, I basically get to do three unarmed strikes. Whoa. Wow. But that counts as my bonus action. Action and bonus action. So I'm going to swipe at this little nerd. Get a 20 on attack. connects. I do five points of damage. I'm just going to do this two more times. That one's not going to work. That's an eight. Mm -mm, Nope. That's a 15. That does not hit. 15 doesn't hit. Nope. Wow. Who did you try to hit? The one in the lectern? The lectern right above me. Uh, To the north of me. Beefy. Huh. Yeah, that counts as my uh, bonus action. So that was five points of damage. Yep. You have inspiration diary in there? Yeah. You do? Yeah. You want to roll on it? No. Okay. I'm good. Cool. You hit the the lector, which one was this? the one in the northwest, with, you know, such ferocity that it interrupts him mid-chant. Yeah. Like you hit him in the solar plexus. And <laughs> he struggles to catch his breath from such a surprise hit. <laughs> Yummy! <laughs> yeah. Concentration spells. What is a lector? Kind of like a priest. Okay, okay. Like a spiritual figure. Yeah. It's someone who's a lectern. Ah, ha ha. Aha. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> All right, is that it for uh, Matid? Oui. All right, so. Devini. Devini. It is the lector's turn up in the northeast, which nobody is by. Do you want me to come keep you company? He definitely needs to keep chanting, but I'm going to see if he can do anything because this is concerning for him. Mm. No, the summoning is more important. Oh, man. That is good, Ben. Ben suggested the Chip Matid sneak attack combo name be Foul Play. F-O-W-L. That's pretty rad. What's Very the good. thing when uh, when Colossus throws Wolverine? What's that called? Fastball special. Fastball special. We need that. Foul Play. <laughs> okay. That lector is nervous but needs to continue chanting. Elga, you are up. And then some NPCs. Okay. I have been going through my inventory and my abilities, and I'm like, I'm so lost on what to do here. Smash. I'm currently by Barney still, right? Barney moved up a bit. A bit. He's 40 feet in front of you. Okay. 40 feet in front of you and kind of to the right, because he headed towards the east. Okay. I'm going to go to where Barney is. Okay. Or close to it, since my walking speed's only 30. And then I want to try to smash the mirror as well. Nice. So could I throw my axe of the scarab up at that miroir? Yeah, go ahead and make your attack roll. Okay. Now you do know this is seven years of bad luck. I'm going to use my inspiration die because I rolled a one. Go for it. Roll the two. Ooh. So it's a 10 total. Yeah, the uh, axe of the scarab flies out, hits the mirror, but bounces off seemingly ineffectively. That is Ineffective. so, what a stupid inspiration die. Gave me an extra one point. Well, one could have been like something bad happened. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. This is a very, this is some good craftsmanship on these mirrors. I know. They're doing a really good job. You could put one of these in above my armoire. I literally no Ikea mirror. Oh, no. And it 
just went doing. But you moved. I moved. Now I'm near Barney. Okay. You can in your turn. You can get. I'll roll for your bonus HP if you want. Yeah. Let's do that. Elga's move is thirty, so you're about ten feet behind Barney, but you're still within the influence. Yeah. Is yeah not so lost. you get six bonus. Is that temp HP? Temp. Thank you, Barney. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Please don't tell anybody what happened here. What happened? Yeah. At this point, it seems like I just want to make sure I, I, I have everyone in my mind correctly. Three of you are converging on the southeast mirror. Chip is pretty much there. Barney is most of the way there, and Elga's just a little further behind that. Matid went up to the northwest mirror and is currently occupied over there. Oh, wait. Okay. And is the mummy with Eddie? Currently uh, restrained on the dais. Okay. So, like, right next to him, essentially? Yes. Uh, or, like, next to a throne that Hadi is, uh, is on. Hadi. Get ready to meet your whore at this point, from one of the alcoves next to that mirror to the southeast, a Hurdum guard steps out, oh. who had been lurking in the shadows, unseen up until this point. Mm, fellow lurker. Mm. He does not appear to be aware of your presence, Chip, but is instead turning his attention down to Barney and Elka. He closes the distance with Barney and takes a swing at him with a rotting fist. Ew. Is this, like, separate from his own fist, or is this his fist? <laughs> Excellent question, and it's his own fist. I don't get it. He's just, he's just he like holding a rotting fist. Around fist? <laughs> <laughs> but he rolls a one. Oh, man. I know uh, the feeling. Oh, oh, oh. His attack misses Barney, and he stumbles a bit and is um, off balance. At this point, that mirror in the, in the northeast illuminates as well. Okay. As the lectors continue chanting. Elga would give a, a hiss or any sort to light. <sighs> No. <laughs> okay. Elga's okay with light. Mm, mm. Just don't look in the mirror. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I often get asked, what's the best way to support Tales from the Stinky Dragon? So to help explain, I brought my good friend John along to chat with me about it. Yeah. So the best way you can support us is by one, I mean, obviously just being yourself. That's what that would support me is just knowing that you're being your true self. Me too. And knowing that will help us. But beyond that, it's by becoming a first member on roosterteeth.com, which is essentially our patron model for people who want to support the show in a financial way. And so if you go to roosterteeth.com and become a first member, it's only $5.99 a month. And basically, if you either become a first member or even just watch our content on roosterteeth.com, we get the most value out of it, which we then can turn the most value possible into even more stinky content. And on top of just supporting us from an altruistic standpoint, you also get stuff out of it too, right? Like you can listen to our episodes yeah. ad-free, for example. I hate ads. You could take up a hobby with all the time you save not listening to ads. <laughs> Maybe you could yeah. make your own dice for your own Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Your hobby could be that you join us on our official Discord, which is only for our first members yeah. on our Rooster Teeth Discord, where we're posting exclusive content. Today that we're recording this, I posted some behind-the-scenes photos from our Stinky Dragon Adventures production that just went into production this week. Well, you know, it's... Man, you set me up for the perfect segue there, John. On top of that bonus stuff, you also get access to Second Wind, which is our bonus show for Tales from the Stinky Dragon. It's pronounced Second Wind. Second wind yep. where you know we do a, a dive into that week's episode we talk about things that happened what's going on you know maybe avenues that were left unexplored where the party is what the plans are what you all messed up sometimes uh, either myself Pardon. or michael will be there to help give more information i've never messed up on this show before in my life everything has been strategically planned sure we'll find out the, the <laughs> rationale behind john when you listen to second wind as a Rooster Teeth first member, again, just $5.99 a month, yeah. you get tons of bonus stuff. You get a discount in the Rooster Teeth store, get no ads in Tales from the Stinky 
Dragon, background play, yeah. offline viewing on mobile apps. Check it out. It's pretty great. If you haven't checked recently, I'd recommend you head over to store.roosterteeth.com because we got brand new Stinky Dragon merch. All kinds hey, of Gus. stuff is out there. Oh, but, oh, John, you scared me. I didn't see you there. Blurble Gurble to you. Oh, and a Blurble Gurble to you too. Did you know you can buy Blurble Gurble merchandise <laughs> at store.roosterteeth.com? Wait, I can get Blurble Gurble on actual physical objects I can have in my home? What could I get that on? You could be living the Blurble Gurble lifestyle, John. <laughs> Go check out all of the fine Blurble Gurble merch again at store.roosterteeth.com. We've also got grotesque player character apparel, all on mugs, shirts, posters, beach towel, you name it. We got a blanket. We have a blanket. We have a blanket. I'm excited to get my blanket. I don't have the blanket yet. I know. I've got mine on the way right now. I'm excited to snuggle up with some stinky dragon blankets. They're not stinky. The blankets are not stinky. I want to make that very clear. What you do with them once you get them, that's your own business, but they're not stinky yes. from the factory. You, the community, can make whatever stinky dragon merch you want stinky after you get it, and we kind of encourage it, actually, but we can promise that it'll come to your house not pre-stunk we'd also like to hear from you any ideas you have for merch that you want to see yeah. whether it's a yamford yams college sweatshirt a shooty an ethereal fanny pack or bum bag yeah. of holding whatever <laughs> whatever we called it uh personally i'm pushing for live laugh blurble gerbil poster that's what i want you know the sky's the limit with blurble gerbil and our merch and the community did such a good job of knocking out of the park when we released our dice which was like we were trying to see if this would work out and like that stuff sold out so quickly that we're like that's awesome we'd love to get more stinky stuff out there and we'd love the community's involvement as far as deciding it so if you want to go to socials and let us know what you think you'd love to see or if you want to go to our exclusive discord if you're our first member and you can go there and let us know we want your input we would love to know what you would love we've got some ideas ourselves coming the way we might even have like more dice coming Ooh, i'd like that but beyond that if you want to give us your ideas we're open to them yeah head on over to our socials or discord and let us know let us know hey gus I got a question for you. What happened to the puppets on our social channels? Where'd they go? Well, right now, puppets are taking a brief pause and we'll have animation instead taking their place for a little while. Right now, the puppets are busy working on another project. They're working on Stinky Dragon Adventures right now. Yeah, that is going to be our long form series that we're actually going to be posting on roosterteeth.com later this year, starting in November. You guys were so good about tuning in for the puppet stuff on our socials like TikTok and Instagram that the powers that be said, hey, make a whole series about this. And so we, you know, Blaine and Chris and Barb, they're actually on set right now shooting the series. It's, it's horizontal, not just vertical. Ooh. We're using the whole screen now. We're using the whole screen if you turn it sideways. And we appreciate you guys giving the puppets their time to go and work on that. And we also appreciate you guys tuning in for the animated stuff. Our animation team has been knocking out of the park, turning some of our more complex yeah. moments from the shows. Difficult to puppet. Yeah. <laughs> Like I just saw a version of our episode that's going to be of the moment where Kyborg jumped out of that tavern window oh, naked. Oh, yeah. A Classic. harder thing for us to do with the puppets. Now, we can do naked animation, okay? That's what we can do. <laughs> you want to see Kyborg's butt? Check out our animation. <laughs> but yeah, the, the puppets have gotten a, a promotion. That's why they're working on the new Stinky Dragon Adventures. We're going to make sure it doesn't get to their heads because if it gets to their heads too much, we're going to go ahead and replace them with new different puppets. <laughs> Maybe even some grotesque puppets. We'll see. <gasps> anyway, go check it out. Speaking of socials, Gus... Where can people find us on the social networks? People can find us at Stinky Dragon Pod on all social platforms, even the YouTube URL. 
included at Stinky Dragon Pod. Super easy to find. We believe in consistency. Yeah. And if you go to those social channels and you leave a comment or interact with us or just post anything about the show, that's how we pick our NPC names for characters in the show. So if you use the hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod, you could become, you know, someone that we buy merch from in the game right. or maybe someone that Blaine's character chip will kill. You know, <laughs> maybe Blaine's character chip will kill your character. In every episode, you'll hear me highlight the inspiration for the names of our NPCs and you could be one of those people, whether it's on social yeah. platforms, our fan run subreddit, our slash Stinky Dragon podcast, or the Rooster Teeth Discord, which is, of course, first only, or just whatever social platform at Stinky Dragon Pod. We pull from all of those. You hear that sound? It's the sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not selling on Shopify. What does it sound like with Shopify? Ah, uh, much better. So start selling with Shopify today. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are covered. Once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. Shopify is truly a global force, powering Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. That is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dragon, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash dragon to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash dragon. Out from the Western alcove, Chip, where you assassinated that other lector, mm -hmm. there's another Hordum guard who steps out from that side. The Hordum guard sees combat to the north. This guard is going to head to the north where Matid is to try to support that lector because it sees the other Hordum guard is over there with Barney. So this one takes a left and heads up to close the distance with Matid and also exhales loudly and dust and sand seem to come out of its lungs swirling all around you. Go ahead and make a constitution oh, saving throw, no. Matid. Not this dust again. Hmm. There's a 12. Someone needs a Mentos. I think I can use inspiration on that one then. Yeah, why not? Okay. As a 16. You see the sand coming. You, you've had enough experience with it. You close your eyes and hold your breath for just a moment as the sand... I don't breathe. ...and dust course <laughs> over you, not having any effect on you. None gets in your eye. None. You don't inhale any. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is now that Lecter's turn there in the Northwest. And he was the one who kept chanting, right? This is the one who stopped chanting. He got hit so okay. hard by Matid that it took his breath away. Oh, my God. Have you ever had the wind knocked out of you? Oh, it's the worst. Oh, my God. Take my breath. <laughs> the lector at the northwest by Yumatid catches their breath and once again resumes their chanting. Okay. Barney, you're up, then your spiritual weapon, then some NPCs, then eventually Matid and Chip. So Barney. Cool. How far am I away from the mirror? The one to the southeast that you were closing the distance to, you are probably still... 50 feet or so away. I don't know if I should go for the mirror or the man chanting. There is a Hordum guard. Who but next to me, yeah. Now, you said he was thrown off balance. Does that mean he's like, what does that mean? He just seems like, you know, he, he took like a big swing and then put too much of his weight forward since it didn't connect and he's like a, a little shaky. Metagame wise, if you attacked him, you would probably have advantage. Okay, I guess I'll start by using my bone 
bonus action to use my cat paw. Is the other guy still chanting? Yes, the ones in the north at the northeast and northwest mirror are chanting. Sorry, you said the one in the south? The one I'm near. Oh, sorry, the one you're near? I'm sorry. Yes, yes, that one is chanting. Everyone's chanting, but the one who is asleep that Chip got. Yeah, the deep sleep. You said that. You used that word. Uh, I guess I'll... (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Should I attack the mirror? I don't know. It's hard to tell because maybe there's just some source of power coming from the mirror. They're really strong. I'm going to attack the mirror with my, my thing. Okay. So your cat paw moves up to the mirror in the southeast, which is illuminated. That was the first one to be illuminated and takes an attack at it. Hitting, oh, naturally. Yeah. Hitting AC 20, which is a hit. If the mirror's AC was higher than that. I it, like- the mirror's AC was 20? I didn't say it. No, you didn't oh, say oh, that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I said you, you hit AC 20, which is a hit. Okay, sorry. So that's a crit with my thing, so. What's the damage on a cat paw? Well, the spiritual weapon is a 1d8 plus my spell casting. Okay. So that'd be four plus four. Plus four, so that's eight. eight plus four, eight. Plus eight, so 16. 16. The cat's paw, which is maybe the weirdest spiritual weapon I've ever heard of in D&D, <laughs> uh, rears up and bats at the mirror as like it's a ball of yarn and smashes it, breaking it. Uh, the mirror falls to pieces, no longer illuminated. Did anything happen? That was the only one that was illuminated, so none of them are... Two are, of them are illuminated. The one at the northeast also illuminated oh, okay. a couple moves ago. But we're down to just one illumination. Correct. Unless it starts spreading to the other ones. And then I guess I will... I'm going to cast... A deep breath. <laughs> the, the guy that's up near me, yeah. he stumbled, right? Correct. Well, I don't care about him. I'm going to attack the guy that's chanting. The lector? Yeah, with uh, Toll of the Dead. Wait, in what corner is he? I was about to ask. I assume the one there at the southeast by the mirror you just shattered? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to attack him with Toll of the Dead. He has to make a wisdom saving throw of 14. So make sure he's not attacking my guy. He is. This is, yeah, this is the one you're heading towards. That's the one you're, you're heading, heading towards. The it's the only one I can I thought it was the southwest. You killed the one in the southwest, oh, and then you moved east oh, to sorry. the southeast. Get a napkin out and make a little diagram. Yeah. <laughs> Plus three on this, so I need an 11 or better. Six. Yes. Urgh. All right, what does that do? It's 1d8 necrotic damage. Necrotic damage. I bet you Burn they're resistant it. to necrotic damage, because they're, ne- they're, they're necrotic themselves. Possibly. I rolled a one. One point of necrotic damage against the Lecter. Okay. The damage seems to catch the Lecter off guard who stumbles a little bit in his chanting. <laughs> and then I know this guy's within opportunity range, but I know he's also stumbled. So I'm just going to move towards that guy or towards everyone else, like 30 feet, trying to get close to north. He's talking yeah, to, north, to the north. southeast yeah. mirror and Lecter. Yeah, towards that. Yeah. Move, I guess, 40 feet within it. Okay. Is that close? Uh, you'd be pretty close. You'd be within about 20 feet at that point. 20 feet of the guy? Yeah. Because okay. I was about 100 feet from when you started. This would be your second 40 move. Yeah. So you'd be about 20 feet away. Okay. Much better if you're five feet away from it. I know. That's what I was trying to get, but appreciate you. I'm going to make an attack of opportunity, but I'm going to give it disadvantage because he's off balance. My rotting fist. Oh. Plant, plant. Eight plus three. 11. Nope. Yeah, it misses uh, hey. on its attack of opportunity against you. All right. And that is it. Meow. <laughs> make a performance check. <laughs> That's a nine. There's definitely someone who pretending to be a cat out there. It's getting in their heads. Mind games, Barney. There's a cat <laughs> attack in the mirror. There's a meowing. Now it's the lector at the southeast's turn. I don't think these guys are scared of cats. They're wearing cat masks. Don't they do that because they're afraid of them? Yeah, maybe they're them? like the Batman. They do think they're gods or something. <laughs> Okay, you connected for me, Blaine. I appreciate that. (laughs) That makes sense now. All right, this lector had its chanting interrupted by your Toll of the Dead, Barney. So it's going to have an opportunity to do something. It is going to close the distance with you and swing a scimitar at you. At me? Yeah. 
Okay. Because you're the closest enemy it can see. Because yeah. Chip is there I... in their vicinity, unseen, because he rolled uh, really well on his stealth check. Elegus further behind you and Matiz at the other one. So, yeah, this one closes the distance with you and swings a scimitar at Barney, hitting AC. <laughs> I rolled a one. You did. We're excited. Gus is very upset at this. Taking glasses I just want to do some damage to you guys. <laughs> I just want to hurt someone. We're so squishy. Leave us alone. You got plenty of opportunities, Gus. There's so much more in this so fight. Much. You're right. We haven't even gotten to like Mishnomer. We haven't gotten to Eddie. Or Heidi. Or the, the Sphincter, whatever it is. Shut up, big guy. Sphincter. Okay. Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. I thought you made that as a joke. I couldn't remember, and that's all I could think of. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it, is is it is Mishnomer's. It is Mishnomer's turn. Who has made their way down between the mirrors? Definitely sees the fight that's going on. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no fight here. I was just throwing my axe up in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Matid is over there. Chip is invisible. Right there. <laughs> okay. Chip is invisible. Immediately talks. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mishnomer chants some arcane words and points at Barney. Hi. Meow. It seems like, you know, you were in this this twilight, was it called Twilight Sanctuary? Mm -hmm. By the way, did everyone at the end of your turn, or as people have been ending turns, have they been yeah, getting yeah. their hit points? Okay. It's so far, it's only been Elga. Only Elga, yeah. Okay. But you feel like the twilight begins kind of fading away and instead replaced by blazing sunlight that just seems to really begin to focus and then illuminate out from near your feet. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. All of us? Barney and... Oh, Chip, you're by there too. Yeah, you too, Chip. What the heck? It's a good thing you said something, Blaine. You might have forgotten. Ah, uh, that's a five. <laughs> I was going to. Twelve. Okay. Radiant damage begins flowing out and overcoming you. Both of you take 18 points of radiant damage. Oh my goodness! 18? Yeah. And you're both blinded until the end of your next turn. And that was from Mishnomer? Yeah. 18. This isn't good because Elga's vulnerable to radiant damage. <laughs> I have one, uh, one health. You have one health. Well, lucky for you, Mishnomer has one more attack. <laughs> Great. Am I still in stealth? Yeah, you are still hidden. Just quietly going, going, ah! Go to that person that hurts. That stings real bad. Mishnomer points out their other hand and a... That's the Macarena. <laughs> a ray of energy shoots out in Barney's direction. Hitting AC 22. Darn it. Man. It's all that meowing. Barney's going to be down. Yeah. Or 15 points of fire damage. Ow. Wait, who is this against? Barney. Barney. Just Barney. This is a balanced fight. He this is balanced. One, so... Barney's down. Right. Well, don't worry. Elga will dispatch of this guard and then pick up Barney. Yes. One by one. <laughs> All right. That's it for Mishnomer, Matid, and then Chip. I'm near Elector, who is chanting again. And then, did you say a guard approached me as well? Yes. A, a Hordum guard is in your area as well. How far is the guard from me? It's like within melee range. Oh, yeah, it did. It yeah. breathed on me. I take offense to that because I don't like breathing. And I cast with my bonus action, Arms of the Astral Self, which I summon arms all around, around me. And each creature of my choice that I see within 10 feet must succeed on a deck saving throw of DC 13 or take some damage. Okay. And that includes the mirror. Well, that only affects creatures. Oh, well, that's poopy. Are you saying the mirror's not a creature? It is not. It is. I'm okay. Us to death. I'm okay with that. Mirrorism. But, um, <laughs> okay, I do that. So roll for the two for the lector and the guard. All right. Dexterity. The lector gets plus zero and the guard gets minus one. Great. <laughs> so here's the plus zero. This is the lector. 
Seven. Cool. And the guard gets... Give me another seven. Yeah. Zero. One minus one. Wow. He critical fails on yep. that, yeah. Hey, extra damage. I, I don't you, know. You, you really get him. But I do get to roll for two D4 Jedi damage. Six. It's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. This is also your second attack on this selector who must make a roll. Concentration. Once again, you That's knock so the wind out of it and out of the selector. It's just, and, it's uh, just blood jab. <laughs> uh, I could take some new dice. <laughs> The selector stops chanting. Stop it. So sorry. Which which was this guy? I'm on the northwest. Northwest. I'm on the northwest. Copy you. So now two or three electors are down. Well, no, he's just not chanting anymore, but he's not down. Okay, one okay. is down. Two are not chanting. Only one is chanting. Anything you could do to make the last one stop chanting? I've got my own issues right now with uh, <laughs> a guard on my butt, and I just saw how much damage Mishnomer just did. So gonna be cautious, and I'm gonna I'm gonna disengage. Okay. And go up. You have disengage as a like a yeah something you can do. Okay. Step of the wind lets me do it. It says it's a bonus action, but I can take a bonus action as an action. I mean, it's just a bonus action. But I already used my bonus action to do the arms of the spectral. I see. I see. So I'm just going to like. Yeah. Well, I think we've allowed that in the yeah, past yeah, yeah. where you just like burn an action for a bonus action. Then, man, because I can't really do this. This guard has had no damage done against them and they're up close on me. So, yeah, actually, I, I want to go. I want to go up. You did some damage with it right now. Did you oh, do, yeah, but you not know, much. Six points of Jedi damage, you said? Yeah. I go up all the way to as high as I can. Okay. So you, you go up 30 feet, presumably, because that's what we said the, the ceiling was. Okay, sure. Okay. Is that it for Matid? Wait. All right, Chip. Okay, real quick, just as a question. You did that move with Mishnomer, and it had the radiant damage. It seemed like an area of effect attack. We were surrounded the southeast dude. Did he take any of that damage? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Smug smile on your face. <laughs> you would have pushed up your glasses if you were wearing them. Yeah, sure, why not? Let me make him make a roll as well. A teacher, he didn't get homework. Um, actually... These have a good constitution. That's a 16. You all took 18 points of damage? Yep, mm-hmm. they did, yeah. Okay. So it takes about half. So half and not blinded. Shit. So enough of uh, correcting me. Okay, so sneak attack doesn't matter anymore, even though I'm still in stealth because I have a disadvantage on the attack roll. Because you're blinded? Yes. If I were to do a bonus action, say, use the... Robe of servants. So um, let, let's step back for a second here. Okay. Because wouldn't that negate it? Right. That's what I'm going to ask. Like, since you're already stealth, you would have advantage. Blinded, you're at disadvantage. So then doesn't that just leave you neutral? Well, right. I mean, so, if we really want to tally so it up be like one. that. Yeah. If we want to tally it up like that, Barney's also within five feet of the guy, which would be another thing that would proc the sneak attack. Right. But Barney's also blinded, so he's not threatening. Says you don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within five feet of it. I'm incapacitated. Oh yeah, he's down. <laughs> so then that just yeah 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 does okay all right all right mm, chess yeah the king's game. I never understood you know during the whole like satanic panic of the 80s and 90s when like parents said that D&D was like devil worship and tried to stop the kids from playing D&D. It's Never like, understood. It's just math and improv. Yeah. I mean, that's really all it is. Truly. It's Oprah's fault. So because I'm blinded, say I were to do the Robe of Serpents, which is, it's a stylish silk garment that is popular among wealthy nobles and retired assassins. The robe is emblazoned with 1d4 plus 3 stylized serpents, all brightly colored. As a bonus action on your turn, you can transform one of the Robe of Serpents into a giant poisonous snake. The snake instantly falls from the robe, slithers into an unoccupied space next to you, and acts on your initiative count. Snake can tell friendly 
creatures from hostile yeah, ones. Yeah, it like auto attacks. And attacks the ladder. Uh, sneak disappeared in an hour or when it reaches zero HP. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, do it. Would that take me out of stealth though? Or could I just be like, hey, snake? And then it just like. Do, then, do your attack and then do that. Well, I don't think I want to attack because then that's going to take me out of stealth. And I'm. Oh. I, I kind of want to like. I'm going to say it does not take you out of stealth, but it does not necessarily convey that stealthiness onto the snake. That's fine. Snake appears, snake is seen. Yeah, yeah, we're out in the Carcassouk and there's lots of snakes, you know, one slithered in. What the heck? Right. So I'm going to poop out a snake. <laughs> Please don't. Ah, snake! <laughs> How does it sound? <laughs> How does the snake sound? It's <laughs> a weird snake. <laughs> the snake is farting somehow. Yeah. Snakes have to fart. So I'm going to lower the available charges applied. Okay. That was my bonus attack. So if I were to get out of stealth and try to attack this guy, I wouldn't be able to go back into stealth. So I... Correct. Unless I I guess the crossbow doesn't range. Does that keep me in stealth or anything like that? In the shadows? Well, you're just... Then, you know, they have an advantage or they have a better opportunity to detect you is how it boils down to. They have a, a projectile that shows them where it came from. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily take me out of stealth and it would just be that guy. So say I kill that guy, would he, you know? It might still continue. Don't believe Gus. Don't believe well, Gus. Well, I got that and a snake that could attack him, so. Okay. Wait, is it a bonus action? The snake is like a spiritual weapon. It attacks on its own. Right. It's not blinded, too. Oh, there you go. There's something. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try to shoot with the crossbow. I know I'm blinded, but as you said, we're kind of negating the... So you're at just normal right. roll. You're at normal. And you're attacking, what, the southeast guy? Yeah, I'm going to try to attack then the southeast Then to be clear, guy. the southeast lector, not the guard. Yeah, yes. Okay. All right, we're just going to roll the crossbow thing and then hope between this and the snake takes it out. 21. That hits. All right, here's the damage. Six. He's probably down. Mm, he's not looking good. Okay, All not right. quite. Snake, go get him. <laughs> we have one uh, party member who yells bat all the time and another one who yells, started yelling snake. Mm -hmm. Yes, all together now. All of us yell animals. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. All right, so go ahead and roll the attack. It's uh, a d20 plus six to bite. It's 15 plus 6, 21. 21. The bite connects. Oh, the reach on this is 10 feet. That's interesting. What? Okay. The damage is 1d4 plus 4 piercing damage. Because snakes can like do a little, little jab. Like strike. A little yeah. jab. That's ugh, 1 plus 4, 5. Is that enough? There's more. So it does 1d4 plus 4 piercing damage, and the target must make a DC 11 constitution saving throw, taking 3d6 poison damage on a fail save or half as much on a successful Ooh. one. Ooh. Nice. snake. Snake's a little OP. I miss turning into snakes. This one's name's Todd. That's a good name for a snake. <laughs> You're going to name each of them as they fall out of the robe? That's right. They're all going to have a, a unique little little uh, voices too. I want them all to have just like white dude names. Yeah. So you got Todd, you got like Jeff. Brad. I'm naming them after my old college buddies from Yamford, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me and Todd, we ruined back freshman year in the co-op. Those were good days. So the... I hated Todd at first. <laughs> the Lecter makes its saving throw, but it still takes half damage, and that's enough poison to uh, cause it to keel over and fall oh. down. Dead and no longer chanting, of course. Yay! So both Lecters in the south, the one at the southwest and the southeast, are now down. And seeing that two of their friends are down, they all disengage and think better <laughs> on their actions. That's right. And then in stealth, who's the next lector that's close to me? The next one close to you would be the one to the northeast. It's about 30 feet away. And that's the one that you're dealing with? Matisse's dealing with the one to the northwest. Okay. Then I go to the northeast one and I stay in stealth. Okay. And is that the only one still chanting, the northeast? As of right now, yes. Okay. I stay hidden. Make me another stealth check because you're moving around again. Oh, shoot. Ten. Okay. Is that it for you, Chip? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it takes four yeses to yeah, I, got, I had to make sure. Yeah. I had to let them yeah, all work yeah, their way out. Yeah. Musically. Yeah. All right. This selector, let's see if it sees you. Willing to bet it's going to see him. 13. Yeah, it sees you. Oh, hey there. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, Chipaney. That's my name. So you moved up. You're pretty close to it because you you had all your move, right? You had like 30. 30 was the amount of move you needed to get up to there. Okay. It turns and still while chanting, swings a scimitar at you. Oh, don't do that. <sighs> Seven. Strike. It swings again. Eight. Oh, my God. Strike two. Oh, my God. Oh you God. both us and Micah look not happy, and I don't I, approve of this. Barney is down. I don't know what you guys but think. That's like the one like no no enemy has hit you except for Mishnomer. They all miss. Yeah, because we're really good at D and D. This lector continues chanting. Elga, it's your turn. Oh, nerd, he goes. Swipe, swipe. Yeah. So what's the lay of the land for Elga right now? A lot of people have moved around, yeah. so I just kind of wanted. There update. is one. Cordoom guard about 10 feet away from you where Barney was when he finished his last turn. Then 40 feet beyond that, so 50 feet from you, mm-hmm. is where Barney is down along with one of the lectors. 30 feet north of that is where Chip is at the other mirror. With the one still chanting. Yeah, kind of in the middle of all of it is Mishnomer. And then northwest from you, a good distance away is Matid at the other mirror. I guess I should probably just get take care of this guard first. It's either that or get to Barney. Yeah. Just to set the stage, if you pass by this guard in an attempt to get to Barney, this guard will most likely take an attack of opportunity. Okay, and the guard is the priority. Yeah, I'm going to try to swing my axe with the scarab at him. Okay. So are you throwing it or are you closing the distance and attacking? I'm going to close the distance and attack. Okay. That's a 16. On this guard, that's a hit. Okay, cool. Thank goodness. And that does nine points of damage. Okay. This guard falls to the ground, <sighs> cleaved in twain by your mighty axe of the scarab. And then I have a question. Okay. Would using one of my scrolls be an action or is that like a bonus action? So reading the scroll requires the spell's normal casting time. So if the spell can be cast as a bonus action, it's a bonus action. But if the spell is cast as an action, it's an action. I don't know if this is or not. It's the one for blur. It's one action. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, cool. So I guess I cannot use it. So you can move. I'll move closer to you, Barney. All right. So you move 30. You're 20 feet away from him then at this point. Okay. Is that it for Elga? Yes. Barney, you need to wake up now. Uh, it's not the time or place for <laughs> nappies. As you close the distance to Barney, the mirror to the southwest suddenly illuminates as well. So now three of them are illuminated. <sighs> We've been taking these dudes out. Yeah, but one's still chanting. Man, I wish I had more. I really want to do something, but it's always a mix between like wanting to stop certain things that are happening, but also wanting to like kill all the enemies mm-hmm. that are around you. Because there's something I want to try to do, but yeah. can't do it for another probably 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the Hordum to the west who tried to breathe sand on you, Matid, tries to strike at you with a rotting fist. I'm 30 feet in the air. Oh yeah, you're 30 feet in the air. <laughs> that's that's why I did it. That's why I used my action to get away. Smart, you smart bird. It shakes its rotting fist at you angrily. I spit at it. You. I spit at it. <laughs> okay. And so uh, does Jacques. <laughs> I taught the cat how to spit. <laughs> this lector here in the northwest uh, resumes its chanting as well. He's gotten the wind knocked out of him twice. twice. And he's still going. Yeah. Barney, go ahead and roll your death save. 
you know, Barney's on the ground, you know, trying to maybe stabilize himself. As, you know, you're laying there, Barney, your vision is like watery and just like you're fading in and out. You can hear a voice ask, when will it happen? We keep hearing these voices when we're about to die. When what's happened? <laughs> when will it happen? Uh, and that's a 19. You make it. Your spiritual weapon goes away when you go down, right? Mm, yeah, I assume. Yeah, oh, I assume. weird. It would still be there. It's not a concentration spell, mm. but it doesn't act because normally it acts on mm. Barney's turn. Does it have a big cat head floating above you? Paw. It's just waiting. It's based on the spellcaster's bonus action. So it's there, but it's just not moving or doing anything. It's playing with uh, one of the dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Catwood. Mishnomer's turn. Who's Mishnomer going to kill this he's round? He's up there. Elga's over there. Chip. Let's see if body. Mishnomer no, body sees shield. Chip. He's got a body shield. You hit me, you hit the dum-dum. Who? Oh, the lector. Yeah, you want him to keep chanting? You don't hit me. Don't do it. One, two, chip, three, four, Matisse. Think about this, Mishnomer. You don't want to hit your own guy. Come on. Four, Matisse. Matid's flying up in the air. Okay, I know. Mishnomer chants something at you, drawing your attention, Matid. And locks eyes with you. Make me a wisdom saving throw. 19. Wow. wow. When Mishnomer looked at you and you locked eyes for that second, you felt compassion and sympathy for just a moment. And felt like, <laughs> 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 felt like maybe Mishnomer was on the right for side the of things. For the first time in Matid's life. <laughs> you shook it off and reverted to your normal Matid self. Disgusting. <laughs> so instead, with fury, Mishnomer points at you and a arc of fire erupts from his outstretched finger and leaps towards you. They pull my finger. Counts as a missile, right? Ranged weapon. It's not a missile necessarily. It's uh, magic, so it's not a... Okay, so missile is a physical object. Right. Okay. You have advantage against missiles or something? I have a deflection thing I can do. Oh. It's a spell, though, so it's not like a weapon. Hitting... Ooh, that's a crit. Oh. You get impacted with fire damage and take eight points of fire damage. Copy that. That's not bad. You've had worse. You can do this, Matid. Yeah, that's it for Mishnomer Matid. It's your turn. And then after Matid is checked. Matid's going to use Sling of the Song that you guys keep singing. I will use... Do we take a short rest? Before this, you did take a short rest at one point. I don't remember if it was since, we've since been, you last used it. I don't think so. It's okay. It's still plus two bonus to attack rolls. So I'm going to go ahead and do a long range attack at the dude who will not quit singing. Can I be obnoxious? What? I think, aren't we still blinded? Or is that what I'm not blinded? Blind? You okay, were blinded. Great. Good. They, they shot at you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to roll for attack with the sling of sandstorms on the dude, the lector who is still chanting. Uh, the one... Below me. Below you to the northwest. <laughs> and your blindness cleared after your, the end of your turn. Oh, I was going to ask about that yeah. my next turn. Just checking. Yeah. That's a 23. <laughs> that hits. Nine points of damage. Oh, nice. That lector falls to the ground. Yeah. So there is only one lector left. It is the one to the northeast. But they're all not singing anymore, right? The one to the northeast is still chanting. Oh, okay. I'm on that one. I don't think that one has been interrupted. Not yet. He's going to have to get a knife to the throat, and we'll see the interruption <laughs> there. Try singing without a throat. That's right. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> How far am I to that, the remaining guy in the northeast? Horizontally, about 30 feet. Okay. Oh, and if you can, yeah, yeah. So about 30, it's about 30 feet to the east. I'll dive at that guy. <laughs> okay. And since I used a monk weapon, I can make one arm, unarmed strike as a bonus action. He's scheming over there. Little rogue schemes. Lane is making little like hand motions <laughs> of like just. 
That's a 18. Yeah, that hits. Five points of damage. Okay. Ow. You punch him. Oh, he has to make a save. Yeah. I have failed every one of these. You know. Make d- it. Don't four. break habits now. Hey, I did it. Okay. Now he continues chanting. Okay. Oh. Is it northwest? Northeast? Northeast. northeast. This is the remaining last guy. Remaining lector. Okay. Remaining lector. All right. Is that it for you, Mateed? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Chip, you are up. Then, uh, in hey, PC, Chip, there's someone within five feet of this guy that you're about to, that, that needs to go down. Oh, yeah, great. Okay. Because <laughs> I was also going to ask, because my snake's near him, too. Technically, that's an enemy, this guy, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, two yeah. Two people are within five feet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to use a sneak attack. I didn't write your snake on here. Snake. His name's Todd T O D D. Todd. Todd. Three Ds. Yeah. Oh, three Ds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three yeah. Ds. Please get it right. I'm going to use my arm blade to give him a good old walloping in the throat. Do I get advantage on this? Or is it just the 2d6? Well, he did his stealth check. Did yeah, that. but you have advantage anyway because you there are multiple enemies Oh, yeah, here. you yeah. get advantage. Okay, all right, so we roll that again. I think, uh, oh, 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 22. Believe it or not, that hits. All right, and then we're going to do a little stabby stab. That's a four plus the 2d6 because of sneak attack. Oh, five. So, so only nine, nine points of damage. <laughs> Shucks. And then my snake. Oh, yeah. Okay, how would this work? Because I want to hide, then move. But is the snake, like, operating with me? Or would that, like, mess things up? Or no, it- the snake operates on your turn. It's in your initiative order, yeah. but it's not you. Right. It's like the spiritual weapon. Anything Barney does doesn't really affect it. It's like when uh, Mud had conjure animals. Right. Okay. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a bonus action to hide. I need to get that name, the name of that thing. Cunning action. I'm going to use cunning, yeah, action, cunning action to hide. So then you roll for what? Stealth? Yep. Yes. And then I want to scurry away. Gosh. 11. Okay. And then you try to move away? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The lector still does see you with an 11 mm-hmm. and gets an attack of opportunity as you step away. Snake do anything about that? I mean, your snake will act, but it hasn't gone yet. Okay. All right. All right. Do it. The lector slashes out. Should have killed him with the snake first. With a scimitar. Can I nod? I thought that was like part of it. Hitting uh, AC 17. Yeah, yeah, it hits. Doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, one of these finally hit. This is the first time Electors actually hit. Oh, I'm so happy for you guys. Wow, congrats. Doing six points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. How you doing, Jet? Not too great. And three points of fire damage. Resistant. So. One. One. Oh, I was hoping to sneak that in there and have that drop you. Gus is so sadistic yeah. this uh, this episode. When the scimitar makes contact, it briefly is engulfed with fire, doing a little bit of extra damage. Too bad I love fire. Yeah. All right. All right. Fire. Big fan of them tamales. And then I, I want my snake to hit him. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll your d20 for your bite attack, then add six to it. Todd, I choose you. Go get him. Use bite. It's 15 plus six, 21. Oh, yeah, that hits. Plus, what was it? So roll for a damage. Yeah, so you roll D4 plus 4 for piercing damage. That's a 7. And then I have Poison to make stuff. a constitution saving throw. He's still up, even with that 7? No, but I'm going to make a 7 oh, anyway. okay. <laughs> For dramatic effect. Okay. See if he's poisoned for the last half a second of his life. He <laughs> makes the save and then takes half of 3d6 poison damage. Go ahead and roll the poison damage just for fun. Half of 3d6. I'll just roll, roll 3d6. And and for those half. at home who are keeping track of how much damage each of our characters do. Mm-hmm. Seven two divided by two. So be three. I bet you someone is doing it. That lector falls to the oh. ground with a snake attached to That's it. Way to go. It's four for four. Todd, you, you, oh, brewski's on me, pal. What happens after that? Mission over kills us all. <laughs> you all receive inspiration die and five temp hit points. I'll take oh. it. But I'm, I'm still 
down, so I don't get the you don't get the temp hit points. Someone, will, I'm sure one of your party members will come and stabilize you if they like you. Hadi stands up quickly from the throne. No! The Book of Daybreak crumbles to dust, and the Golden Throne withers yes. to ash, drifting down the stairs of the dais. For a bunch of numbskull nobodies, the four of you really know how to spoil a pharaoh's fun. You know, this reminds me of some wise words I once read. Medar, Astikaz, Alvajar, Nostadais, Phoenix! <laughs> you ever heard that one? <laughs> you do it one more time slowly and spell every single word you're saying? <laughs> the ashes rise from the floor, shimmering as bright as the sun. They catch fire and form into four fiery paws followed by a blazing tail. Two burning wings stretch out from a feathered body that leads up to a flaming feline face with scorching eyes. Fainter. It is I, O oh Great One, Pharaoh Hadi, a humble servant of the Antique and the people of Carcassuk. The incandescent cat surveys the room with scorching eyes and stares at Hadi. What do you desire? Eddie's jagged teeth split into an even wider smile. The destruction of Glur. So be it. But first, put an end to these unbelievers. The Phoenix turns to you all and smolders with firelight. It lunges after you with open jaws and an inferno of flames engulfs every last one of you. <laughs> Find out how that resistance plays out oh, in the next episode of Tales from the Sneaky Dragon. We're for all. Oh, we even we have were a cat. Non-believers. Yeah. We didn't even have a chance to defend ourselves. <laughs> so Elga's open to conversion. She's down. You know, she's open-minded. I mean, if it saves my butt from it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week to find out what happens. Before we go, I want to tell you about my new series that's coming out. A couple months ago, uh, I went to New Zealand and attempted to walk from the set of Hobbiton to the Lonely Mountain, which is like 160 miles, and then climb it dressed in Hobbit outfits. Mm. Uh, it's a sequel to A Simple Walk into Mordor, which I did like over 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. And it's coming out next week on September 21st. Oh. kidding me? And right now, the trailer is out for this new series and... If you want to watch the extended edition of the original series, you can now watch that on roosteep.com. I'm so curious if Chris and Carrie survived. <laughs> but if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings or just honestly just documentaries and stuff, it's, it was really crazy. It's a great little adventure. Yeah, I uh, think. Little adventures. Yeah. I'll say this. It was supposed to be released in July mm -hmm. and only just one episode. And it was so crazy. We made it a full series. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I hope it's coming out so soon. Yeah. That's awesome. And check out my series, A Complicated March into, <laughs> <laughs> uh, into adulthood. Uh, Barbie Land. <laughs> Barbie Land. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Go check that out, and we'll be back next week. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. This episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon was produced by Ben Ernst, written, edited, and composed by Michael Reisinger, with additional editing work by David Sonnier. This week's arrow question was submitted by Josh Clay on Discord. And here's a quick shout out to folks that interacted with us on social media recently. Here's some NPCs named after them in this episode. Ryder Rajad, aka The Mummy, named after user Rida7s on Reddit. High Lecter Misnomer, named after at Mr. Misnomer on Twitter. Also want to give special thanks to friends who provide a voiceover for characters in this episode, like The Mummy, voiced by Hannah McCarthy, at Hi Hello underscore Hannah. 
Pharaoh Hadi, a.k.a. Eddie, voiced by Andrew Rosas, at Mr. Andrew Rosas, and The Phoenix, voiced by Christian Young, at X Chin Young. Also resistant to necrotic damage. Why would you be resistant to necrotic damage? That was that was in Barbara's meta voice. I st- I, I can't was- break character. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most like honest thing you ever said to me. <laughs> I can't break character. I will say for like the first hour after we're done recording, Stinky Dragon. I still talk like this yeah. a little bit. Now we know the pain that Jared Leto must feel. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.